0: I want to thank Research FDI for sponsoring today's podcast. They're a globally renowned lead generation firm that helps economic development organizations create real prospects. They've helped over 500 economic development organizations. Let me tell you exactly what they do. They facilitate one-on-one meetings for economic developers with corporate executives who will have projects soon. They can facilitate these meetings to where you travel to the corporate executive's office and meet them there, or meet them at a trade show, or even have a conference call so you don't have to pay for travel. They recently launched a service called FDI 365, which provides you a lead a day of fast-growing companies that will be expanding soon. Their research has helped over $5 billion of projects get cited since inception. I encourage you to go to www.researchfdi.com to learn more about Research FDI. As far as I'm concerned, they are absolutely the best lead generation firm in the business for economic developers. Call them now at 514-488-3618 and see how Research FDI can help you create real prospects. Hello, this is Chad Chancellor with Next Move Group. Before we begin today's podcast, if you've been enjoying our podcast series, please go over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. That'll sure help us out. We'd appreciate it a whole lot. welcome to this week's episode of the next move group we are jobs podcast this is chad chancellor co-founder of next move group and today i'm sitting where tennessee begins its business day up in the tri-cities area of tennessee with clay walker clay is the ceo of network sullivan partnership clay thank you for
1: being with us thanks chad i appreciate uh you coming by it's always good to see you and uh Happy to talk to you. Yeah, we're, we're getting to do this one in person. So our last several
0: months have all been Zooms, uh, but we're doing this one in person. So, Clay, I know you have branded the area with the where Tennessee begins its business day, and I just told you I started my morning in Virginia did a board training up there and drove down to uh, Kingsport this morning. And when I saw the sun coming up, I actually thought, well, this is where Tennessee begins its business day. So I know that's been y'all branding and it must have worked because I literally thought about it this morning.
1: Well, that warms my heart. Anytime somebody repeats our brand to us, particularly a site consultant. And, you know, the origin of that is when I moved up here seven years ago, it's been now from the Nashville region. One of the economic developers there put on Twitter, you know, we're going to miss you here, but you'll be the first to see the sun come up in Tennessee. And when I got up here trying to think, we really needed a rebrand. And I started looking at the history of this place. You know, we have now in Tennessee, the Tennessee Promise, where we cover two years, last dollar scholarship money for graduating seniors. It's expanded to Tennessee Reconnect for people going back to school to finish their degrees. Well, we've been doing that for 15 years in a program we called Educate and Grow program. Chattanooga's done great in marketing their public broadband. And we've been doing that in Bristol before Chattanooga did it. Chattanooga done a great job with them. I'm not taking anything away from them. They did great. But we've been doing that as well. We were the first county to be certified as a connected community by a connected nation as a county. The list just goes on and on of the innovation. And, you know, we're in these beautiful mountains and a lot of people think of it as kind of a sleepy vacation spot with all kinds of outdoor activities. And it is all that, but they're doing some really neat things and have a history. So I thought, what was the sun coming up? moving in the Easter time zone was the big thing, Chad. I mean, I was hard getting used to that
0: one. Yeah, I'm a St. Louis Blues fan. They played at 10.30 last night. <laughs> so yeah. if I look groggy today, they won. So all is well. But it's not only where Tennessee begins its business day. So, Clay, you were our first client. So this is where Next Move Group began our business, actually, <laughs> from afar. Clay and uh, Networks uh, Sullivan was our first client. Now we've had somewhere between 150 and 200, but you always remember your first one. And I remember you doing the branding back here back then, and then the job that you've really done with that. All your stuff's good looking. And certainly, I think that where Tennessee begins its business day resonates because I thought about this morning. But why don't you tell these folks a little bit about Sullivan County and the Networks Partnership? They probably have heard of the mountains. Some of them may have heard of Eastman. That is an economy unto itself. And some of them might have heard of the Bristol race. So, why don't you just sort of give them an overview of where we are and what all's up here?
1: Well, this is a beautiful place to be. And we are here in the mountains of East Tennessee, and Kingsport is the home to Eastman. It's a chemical company, incredible corporate citizen. They have their largest chemical facility in their portfolio is here in Kingsport, but more significantly, their world headquarters is located here. We are the home of Bristol Motor Speedway, world's fastest half mile, and uh, you've been to a couple races, I think, Chad, and mm-hmm. we certainly have a great partnership with the track The Bristol Night Race has been the centerpiece of our red carpet tour, bringing insight consultants such as yourself to familiarize y'all with what we have to offer here. It's a very pro-business community in a pro-business state. We engage with Team Tennessee. They're great partners. We have a lot of publicly owned and controlled industrial parks, so we can control it and keep costs reasonable and put projects. We have an aerospace park, 167 Acres, give or take, right down the street from our office. That's going to be online, completely flat site with runway accessibility. Aerospace has been a cluster of ours. I'd say if I characterize our companies here. It's innovation, and we punch above our weight. Mm. And I guess last thing you have to say, or I do, being a country music fan that I am, is we are the birthplace of country music. It started in Bristol uh, with the Bristol Sessions in 1927, and they took those recordings and went and broadcast them. On the big antenna in, in Nashville and kind of led to Nashville becoming Music City. So, across the state, we have music from House of the Blues or Birthplace of Blues to Birthplace of Country and all things in between.
0: You know, we all like to put up logos of clients. If you think about the logos of companies here, we all think of Eastman, but you've got some other good ones too. No Bell Helicopters here. Yep. Why don't you talk about some of the other recognized companies that people would recognize?
1: TRW, a Cooper Standard, BAE. Royal Moldings, I'm just thinking those that we've been working with a lot lately, which is their division of Westlake. Of course, Bell. We have Lysong Helicopter. We have a nice aerospace cluster. And again, we're reinvesting in that. We have uh, good food processing with our natural resources, a key distribution where HSN, Home Shopping Network, has a big distribution center, which is one of our target sectors because we have two interstates intersecting right here in the heart of our county, good rail with Tri-Cities Airport I mentioned earlier. A lot of really good Domtar paper been here a hundred years. Mm -hmm. They were actually, they're in Kingsport and actually older than the city itself. Mm -hmm. If I'd sum it up, you know, these are all companies that are in advanced manufacturing, latest technology, always automated and good training facilities. Our regional center of advanced manufacturing customizes training. It's a part of Northeast State Community College. We have TCATs, part of statewide advanced technologies schools. And, of course, we have ETSU Eastern or East Tennessee State University in Johnson City up the road. We're just in between Virginia Tech and University of Tennessee. We really have the means to train our workforce. And that's why I think we've been the companies that have really advanced processes and use technologies have done well here.
0: You really do a great job with regionalism. So I appreciate the invitation to your Bristol race, I guess, two years ago now where you do the red carpet tour. And so I was impressed with that really two or three things above the race, which I thoroughly enjoy. (laughs) But one, your regional partners really came to play. I mean, you had even Knoxville there. That shows you're not very selfish. A lot of people would have wanted the consultants all to themselves. But you had a lot of your regional partners there. You had TVA. I guess you're the only part of Tennessee that has any AEP, electric power. Yeah, that's true. So AEP was there. And so I was really impressed having done a lot of those. A with the first-class nature of it. But also, I was impressed how many regional people you had. And one of the things that you did is we went to Eastman and did an Eastman tour. And Eastman got up and talked about the workforce and how they're bringing people in here every day from around the world to either work for them or do business with them, supplying some facet. And they just talked about what a wonderful place it was and how they're able to solve their labor needs here, which was before covid yeah. And we'd all run out of labor, but they seem to still be doing it. So talk about, A, your, I guess, uh, I don't know if it's a love for regionalism, or but your regional approach that I saw on that tour, and then, B, talk about why companies like Eastman can still be successful
1: here rather than having to move production out to the big city. Well, thanks for that, Chad. Uh, it's good to see that being recognized by our guests. And I think it kind of answers your question how Eastman can do well. It takes a region to take care of a But, I mean, Eastman, it's varied over the years, but counting their contractors and their direct employees and team members, you know, you're talking about around 10,000 people Mm -hmm. because of that company here. And that's not counting the secondary jobs that, Mm -hmm. you know, all that means. So it takes a region to support that. And in tri-cities, which are Bristol, Kingsport, and Johnson City, and all Northeast Tennessee and some of Southwest Virginia make up our CSA. And in that CSA, we have around 600,000 people. Mm -hmm. So we're disguised as these small little towns, Mm -hmm. but we're really a large international city. My county mayor is famous saying that we're disguised very well (laughs) from this international city and community that we are, a group of cities that form the Tri-Cities. And you have to be regional in your approach to economic development. I spoke to one of our city uh, councils last night about, you know, all our marketing Whenever we bring people to look here, they're not just going to look within the boundaries that we represent. So let's work together with all communities because they're going to benefit from our outreach like that. So bring them to the table. And we want to show people the life you can have here. And, you know, when you're in economic development or chamber work, you do tend to shop local and it's just part of your DNA. But, you know, I'll go up to Virginia and go to the Barter Theater and I'll go down to the National Storytelling Museum in Jonesboro, Tennessee, which is Tennessee's first city, and just explore everything around this region because there's just so darn much.
0: And talk about the red carpet tour. So I've done it twice. So thank you for that invitation. I think Alex and John have done it. So right. how do you keep getting as many consultants? Each time I've done it, you've had 10 or 15 top shelf consultants. And within the circles that I run in, I mean, people talk about this as one of the better fam tours. So, And I know now in COVID's it's a bad time to talk about it because you can't have a fam tour. But yeah. what have you found if you had to maybe give away a little of your secret? Don't give away all of them. But what's been the key to the success of the type of consultants that you've had come to that event over and over and over. How do you keep getting them?
1: It's probably easy to do it once. How do you keep getting them every year? Well, yeah, getting them once, I think the key was that I'm old. And I just, and I've <laughs> I just worked with so many of y'all over the years. I've been at this for 25 years now. So having a good network of consultants who knew me from when I was in Western Kentucky, when I worked for a large regional group, as well as being in Mill, Tennessee, where, I mean, Nashville has been, popping for so long. So I had a good network of consultants to say, well, if Clay went up there, it must be something or he wouldn't left Nashville. Frankly, I got to shout out to Michael Parker on my staff. Everybody does a great job. But Michael is our leader on the red carpet tour. And you've worked with Michael on projects. Chad, you've tried to steal him away on a search, I believe, and could have had that job, but he wouldn't stay here. And uh, I'm certainly glad he did. But Michael, it's in the detail. And if there's any one overwhelming theme that always comes up as we think about the experience to the consultant, because you get political pressure, show them this, show them that. And that might not be the thing that you ought to show them. That's going to matter. And red carpet tours are soft sales, familiarizing with the region. We've gotten three big projects from a red carpet tour, but it's just telling the stories of the people. And we don't have the time really getting getting all of them, but you've, Heard some of them, like how the Kingsport Carousel came to be, community effort, and that we have three Baldridge Award-winning companies in this county. Tennessee has five. We have three of them. Eastman, of course, being one. One of them is Powell's Burgers, only fast food chain never get it, and the only public utility, Bristol, Tennessee Essential Services, to win a Malcolm Baldridge Award. It's the kind of excellence that people strive for, the neighborliness. Of people that everybody talks about, but we put stories of people in front of the consultants. Of course, we've got a lot to do. We have the Birthplace Country Music Museum. We do a songwriters night there, and we have the race and get the racetrack treats as well. Gives VIP access to the pits and the rooftop bar and just all the things that go with it. A nice suite, but the business part of our meeting, we got Tri-Cities Airport and get to walk around all the team's private planes and It's just a neat weekend to begin with, but this community and this region is truly special. I mean, I wouldn't have left Middle Tennessee for just any place, as you know. It's the real deal up here, and I'm just proud to be part of it.
0: We're going to take a quick break for a message for our listeners and be right back with a lot more with Clay Walker right after this. I want to thank Location One. Some folks know it as Lois for sponsoring today's podcast. Location One has, in my opinion, the best building and sites database of the economic development industry. I am often asked by economic developers, Chad, if you were an economic developer again, what would be the first thing you'd do? And it is without question, without question, first thing I'd do would be put my builders and sites on Lois. And let me tell you why that would be. Number one. I always did economic development in small to mid-sized towns, and one of our struggles was just getting eyeballs on our properties. That was our struggle. Lois overcomes that struggle for you. So the mistake I used to make is I would just put my buildings and sites on the state economic development database. Well, every time I did economic development, I was close to a border, so I was basically bordered another state. And anybody looking for buildings just across the way in the other state wouldn't find my buildings because I only had it on my state economic development website. I couldn't have made a dumber move looking back, but hey, it's what I did. When you advertise your buildings and sites on Lois, it goes to a nationwide database. So prospects looking for a certain site or a certain building in the whole country can find you based on the parameters they put in. If they're looking at a radius, they're probably going to find you if they're looking in the state next door. If your building or site is on Lois. It's also the most responsive, friendly I have seen. So I love looking at buildings and sites on my iPad. I much rather look on my iPad when we're doing site selection work in the field than on my computer. And I have found Lois is basically the only big buildings and sites database I found that works well on my iPad. A lot of the other ones, they just don't work as well. They tear the thing down. They don't remember your your search query if you put in fifty thousand feet and you back it out, it forgets it. They're just hard to deal with. Lois is not it's easy to use. It's just as easy for economic developers as it is site selectors. It walks you through inserting your information. So it tells you, place your gas line information here. Place your water line information here so you don't have to guess. You don't have to know code to make this thing work. But most importantly, once you push save, once you enter your information, it's going to go in a nationwide database, which is going to get a ton, a ton of eyeballs on your builders and sites. Way more than you'd get on them on your own if you just put it on your website or advertise it on the State Economic Development website. It also inputs ESRI data for radiuses of your buildings and sites. So a prospect's not just looking at a building or site when they find your information, they can actually see information about your labor force. You don't even have to put it in there. It does it for you automatically. This is the best build of the sites database I have found. I encourage you, go to location1.com, sign up for a demo, see how this thing works. Transition to Location One. You'll be real happy you did. And one of the things I think that you really do well on that tour, you have five or six of your existing industries come talk about workforce. And what I liked about it is they didn't all just say all the positive. I'm sure you had coached them well on what to say, but some of them said, Hey, we have issues. We'd be lying to you if we didn't, we have issues, but here's how we're addressing it. So instead of just saying, this is a perfect place. We have no labor shortage whatsoever, which everybody knows the whole country's got. Instead, they said, here's all the good things. We do have one or two small problems and here's what we're doing to fix them. And
1: that struck a chord with me. I think that's something a lot of people ought to follow. That's great feedback. And actually, I think the key to it is we don't really coach them up. One of our team members signed to get one from the companies. We decide who we want to make a call. And we just tell them, you know, we are trying to impress these people, Mm -hmm. but we want to give them an honest view. If I try to hide issues, you lose trust. And our leadership gets that. I mean, we've turned down projects before. Because their wage is too low, we've been a nice hit. We've told consultants that we couldn't get workforce for certain projects. And I've explained my leadership and they get it. The next time that consultant calls me and is suspicious that we can't get a workforce. And I say, no, I know we can. They could tell their client. If network says they can, they can because they tell us when they can. not And that's how we look at with our existing industry, too. They know it's not perfect, here, guys. So don't try to tell them that it is. Just be honest. All right. Well, talk about some of your recent successes. So I keep up
0: with your annual reports because, like I said, you are our first customer. So I'm always keeping up with what you're doing. And I know you did between 10 and 20 deals, looks like, the last two years. So don't hit every one of them. We don't have time for that. But just maybe talk about the sectors y'all are winning and how you're winning them and spotlight one or two.
1: You know, it's been pretty much all over the map, you know. And we've had to do some unique deals, you know, Anita's, Snack Foods. We had a food company going out of that building that was pretty new company, but we had Anita's on the line before the previous company left and they took in almost that entire workforce without missing a beat. So we were very happy to get them just last week. We announced that, and again, this is a retention project, but with COVID, so what we're all dealing with Dom tar paper, they're converting their plant from copy paper to, uh, Cardboard. Hmm. And we had to compete with other domtar plants as well as other communities for that. And again, this company's been here for a hundred years, but the copy paper industry has been on the decline. And when COVID hit, it just drove it right into the ground. And this is going to be a great project. So downtown Kingsport will keep domtar. It's going to be just no emissions, no odor from this plant. And Recycling raw material, reworking roads for all the increased truck traffic, just handling a whole bunch of issues. Some land swaps the city is making with the company and the stepped up ECD, labor, Department of Transportation. You know, every deal is complicated and has its own unique challenges and value to the company. And right now we're playing a lot of defense in COVID as everybody is. But I'm just happy to see that it's kind of all over a bunch of industry sectors. But, you know, we've got some nice front office, back office operations here. Again, Crown Jewel being Eastman's headquarters. But we make things here. It's as simple as that.
0: Well, let's transition more to your story now. So I know you did economic development in Western Kentucky and the Nashville area. So take us back to kind of how you found yourself into the industry and tell us what still keeps you excited about it 25 years later. What gets you up every morning, riving
1: to go? Well, I began my career, I was in a leadership class, and we, we two days every month, we would meet on topics as they typically do, and on the economic development part of the class, I just took right to it. I was working for community health systems, managing rural health clinics and recruiting doctors for rural community and rural clinics in Western Kentucky, and the um, chairman of the board at the hospital was the local economic developer, so I got to know him. And after that leadership class, I said, you know, I wasn't really being fulfilled in hospital medical administrative work. And I said, I think I'd like to do this. He was going to be leaving soon. Everything lined up. And he said, I think you do a good job here. I'm going to help you. And that's how I got into this. And that was, again, 25 years ago. And I worked for a large regional group. And when I decided I wanted to do community work again, after five years of work for the regional group, and Middle Tennessee was a hot place. And I said, well, you know, I want to go where I could do deals. I'm hungry to do deals. And went to Gallatin and just loved Middle Tennessee. But, you know, people in Nashville, all my buddies, kind of didn't think Nashville's the center of the universe. And they've earned that. They've done a great job. And when I left, they were very concerned, saying, Clay, what are you going to do up there? And now they've all been up here mm-hmm. and visited with me. And they fall in love with a place and they come up and visit regularly. So, you know, what drives me in economic development and excites me every day, you know, winning, we're a competitive bunch and I like to win. I've got that in me. But it's really in a career of marketing, various positions i had before I found economic development. I enjoyed my jobs, but it was about making money. In economic development, you're really helping your neighbors. You're helping bring opportunities for your neighbors to have a better life. And we've had this. I know you've had it when you're in economic development. If you had success, you've met people who have gone to work for companies that you've had a role in bringing. And if you're lucky, they told you their stories. And that's happened to me a few times. I remember the first time it happened uh, when somebody told me that they were going to leave their community, their hometown, to go somewhere else for work. I mean, that's everything. I don't know where else, what other type of job. I know there are some, but I never could find one to get that kind of gratification that you're doing something that, yeah, you do well in this field and it's fun and it's competitive and you get your juice flowing. But the real byproduct of that is helping the citizens in some way, playing that little role. I don't have the words to tell you how that drives a person. It means the world to me.
0: We're going to take a quick break for a message for our listeners and be right back with a lot more with Clay Walker right after this. On June 4th, Next Move Group launched a new initiative called The Movement, which is really designed to do three different things. One, help economic developers improve their quality of lives by making more money. Two, helping economic development organizations land more deals. And three, by helping economic development organizations recruit jobs back home from China. You have probably seen emails of various different video courses that we're sending out as part of the movement. And I'll tell you, so far, the two most popular courses have been these. One, board training for economic development board members and elected officials. What are their proper roles and responsibilities? And more importantly, what their roles and responsibilities are not. And our other bestseller so far has been how to help small to mid-sized rural communities build a systemic machine-like program to land manufacturing plants where they don't just land one manufacturing plant but where they land many manufacturing plants we are selling these just one right after the next so one thank you we have actually sold about 300 percent more memberships and revenue than we anticipated we would sell at this point in time so thank you to all of our members if you've not joined the movement go to thenextmovegroup.com backslash movement to learn more about it thenextmovegroup.com backslash movement you can either join on a monthly basis and receive all our content at once or you can just buy one piece of content at a time that's group.com backslash movement so what have you learned over the last 25 years we have a lot of young professionals up and coming that listen what do you know now that you kind of wish you had known back then what one piece of wisdom would you give a thirty year old project manager somewhere that one day wants to run a shop. What have you learned that you would impart on me?
1: Well this might just speak more to my weaknesses. So unless you have this weakness or this blind spot, if you will, if you don't have it, then just disregard this. You're already a step ahead in the game. But as we've gotten older and working here at networks, you've gotten to know some of our staff. You know, we've had younger people who've moved on to other jobs and we have our director of economic development. Michael Parker, who's a young man in his mid-30s and a real star in working. I've enjoyed mentoring these folks. When I got here, Michael was a single guy. And since I've been here, he's got engaged, got married, has a daughter. And when I worked with Brian Ritz, was on our staff, had two boys active in sports, middle school age when he was here. You have to have a balance. This is an important job, but I found myself making life more about my job, you know, and you have to have that family balance. Whether you have a family or not, you have to have a well-rounded life or this job will consume you. Yeah. It's, this not,
0: can, a nine to five it's yeah. not
1: a nine-to-five job. It's not a nine-to-five job, right. A couple of weekends ago, Mike Parker gave up his weekend. We were working on, we can say now, the Dom Tar deal. He gave up a weekend. He was up in the office most of the time. And as his daughter, Lily gets older, when she's in a ballet recital or a ball game, whatever she... Mm-hmm gets into and he needs to leave at three o'clock, he needs to leave at three o'clock. And we have luxury to do that. But you have to have the other part of your life, your personal life. If I had to change going back, I would have left the office earlier a few times, frankly. Beyond that, what I would tell younger people in economic development is not for everybody. And if you get into this profession and it's just not clicking with you, then find something else to do. You've got to be passionate about it. You've got to, quote, unquote, get it. But if you're enjoying it and get satisfaction, know how fortunate you are to be part of this fraternity. This is an incredible career. So don't take it for granted. Don't get too high or too low on success and failure. Have that balance. But know what you do is important. Be as educated as you can. Go get your certification. You might as well have those letters next year. Now, I was in this field a long time before I went and took the test. And just, again, just really value it. As you get older, you look back and you realize how fortunate you had been to work on the things you get to work on.
0: I've got a good friend from up here I went to Mississippi State with. He's from Kingsport, Tennessee, and he and I got in a huge argument one day at Mississippi State. He said, did you know from Kingsport I can be in Canada, Windsor, quicker than I can get to Memphis? And I argued him. I said, "You're crazy. You're out of your mind." I said, "There's no way." And anyway, he showed it to me on Mountain map, and it's the truth. You can be to yeah. Detroit and Windsor. That's how wide Tennessee is. So when Clay talks about getting his Nashville friends up here, that's actually a coup because it's a long way down there. Yeah, a so getting, four drive. yeah, four yeah. hours. So getting them up here, it's not just like they had to come across the street. And so I think you've done a great job of putting this area on the map, but also embracing Tennessee. I mean, where you are, you can embrace other states because you're kind of in the tip. You know, you can embrace what other folks
1: are doing and you have
0: pulled that off well, but you've also let Tennessee know you're part of Tennessee. I know you were, I think, chairman of, what is it, Team Tennessee? What's the well, ten-
1: Tennessee? Economic Partnership.
0: Of the Tennessee Economic Partnership. So I think you've done a really good job in a place that's not real close to the other stuff. And I had that challenge, as you know, in Paducah, Kentucky, when I was the economic developer. We were four hours from Frankfurt, which is the capital, three and a half from Louisville. And so uh, I've got appreciation for kind of being on the corner of the state when the middle of the state's got a a lot of stuff. So, Clay, as we wind down, is there anything you'd like to share with the audience that might not have asked you about?
1: I really can't think of it. It's always great to see you, Chad. I'm glad for these days having any face-to-face Last time I saw you, it was on a Zoom call, yeah. and I'm back and forth. Nashville is, quote, unquote, the host of SEDC right now, and we're a silver sponsor of that. Again, Team Tennessee, when yeah. something's in Tennessee, we support it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be on Zoom. I was on there yesterday, right. Holly Sullivan, who's from Nashville. So Courtney Ross from the Nashville Chamber was speaking with her yesterday, and it was great to watch their conversation. And listen in on it, but I thought, man, I wish I was down there in Nashville with them, and we were all together. So that you're here in the flesh today, it's great to see you. Keep doing the great work you're doing at Next move group, I mean, economic developers. We need you guys for projects, of course, and the training you do, communities, leadership, and sometimes y'all are able to say things that we can't say, leaders, because we've got to live with them next day and count on them to do our valuations, you know. But we need more people whether you're in consulting or work for community or regional group, we need committed people. So I appreciate you in that regard. And hopefully we we'll are getting through this very soon. And just tell all your followers out there to hear it, but do be safe. We got to take care of each other right now. I think not to get too philosophical, but another economic developer friend of mine who you know, Matt Large in Williams County, he and I were visiting a couple of weeks ago. And maybe this is a test, see if we can be kind to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe if you believe in a higher power, as I do, maybe this is about being considerate and us getting back to taking care of each other. Again, we're in a field where you get to do for people. So you don't have to be in your office to do that when you're in a supermarket. Anywhere else do that. And maybe we'll get through this thing very
0: soon. All right, Clay, thank you for spending a few minutes with us.